It's Valentine's Day, and for the second year in a row, we are only going to say nice things about the politicians. Oh, this is our hardest episode every year, Scott. Phil, I think for just one day a year, we can spread a little love and joy, not just criticism about the leaders of our state and country. But I'm so filled with vitriol. Well, to get you in the mood, Phil, here's some lovey-dovey music. Hold on, Scott. No, 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 no. I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm not. That is not putting me in the lovey-dovey mood. Oh, come on. That was Barney. Here. I kind of feel like punching something big and purple now. <laughs> All right, here. How about this? This is definitely not worse than the first song you played, but oh, this is not. I'm, this is not good for me. Why'd no, you I, take it off? Then? I can't hit these notes. <laughs> I can't do the harmony to this part. She, you know, Whitney's too good. All right. Actually, I think I have the perfect song to get us in a little bit more of a political mood on the day of love. Check this out. Every night in my dreams, I see you. I feel you, that is how I know you, What the hell is this? <laughs> it's Donald Trump singing the love song to Titanic. Oh, well, at least he'll go down with the ship. You can find Donald Trump singing just about any song on the internet. Can you really? They do a computer-generated voice of his. This one is by Maestro Zikos, and there was like three million some listens to it oh my god and it appears they take his voice from the speeches look at that auto-tune that's like i mean if, if he can sound good i can sound that's good he has the most beautiful voice so the first thing i like about donald trump or even love about donald trump is his computer generated voice and on today's center stage with milford and hands the state journal's political podcast from the sensible center of wisconsin politics we're going to say exclusively only things that we like about Donald Trump and all the politicians from the White House on down to City Hall. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. We are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. Can I start off with an easy love shout-out? I'm loving A.B. Klomashar right now. I'm so happy that she came oh, in yeah. third in the New Hampshire primary. You know, I've kind of been pulling her for a long time. I thought she's a really strong candidate, and it's good to see her make some progress in this primary. Yeah, I don't mind Klobuchar. I just kind of had written her off. I think America wrote her off, but don't underestimate the Midwest, man. Well, I like Buttigieg's civility and smarts. I think I like Bernie's hair as much as I like Trump's hair. Boy, I mean, a Trump-Bernie, you know, race, while it'd be horrible for America, it'd be great for cartoonists. Which would you love to draw the most, Bernie or Trump? I'm not going to say anything mean about Donald Trump, but I've drawn him a lot. Yeah. And I'd like to draw somebody else for a little while. You're talking about your needs now on Valentine's Day. I, my needs on Valentine's <laughs> I'm needy. One thing I like about Donald Trump is the way that he says Buttigieg's name, like boot, edge, edge. They call him Mayor Pete because nobody can pronounce his last name. Here's what you do, boot... Edge, edge. Say edge like the edge of a building. Edge, edge. Boot edge, edge. 
He makes it very clear. He, yeah. he helps other people pronounce the name properly. It seemed like nobody out in New Hampshire could say Buttigieg's name right, other than Trump. Plus, I actually got to listen to Mayor Pete's speech. I'm not sure it's a victory speech if you come in second, but he gave a speech. Yeah. And the crowd was all fired up. They were yelling Buttigieg as if it was USA. So it was, like, it was half USA, half Buttigieg. Buttigieg. USA. Buttigieg. And it worked. It almost worked. But yeah. you sort of you sort of wonder about taking a chant that's about our country and making it about one person. That's sort of something another politician who I'm not going to name would do because we're doing we're saying nice things. He alone can fix it. <laughs> he alone can teach people how to say Buttigieg's name. <laughs> he sure can. What else do you like about Trump? I mean, where do we even start? I like that he still wears a red tie. Uh, I like how he says gone. Gone. It's got that East Coast. The Democrats win. Health insurance is gone. Nancy's numbers are gone. By the way, if either one of us starts to get critical, negative, like the media always does, we're just not going to allow that. So I did bring a buzzer. Okay. So we're going to get buzzed. So how about some good news for a change on this podcast, Phil? Okay. Well, it's for Valentine's Day. Okay. I was at a curling bond spiel over the weekend and was talking to a Trump supporter. And he, he brought up that he really, it really feels like Trump cares about people like him. And that's a good thing. I like the entertainment factor of Trump. It's wearing, as a journalist, I can't stand it when he starts saying things that <laughs> are untrue. But generally, it is kind of fun to watch at least some of his rallies. And it's refreshing to have a politician who's not super careful about what they say. It can get kind of dry to watch politicians who, I'm not going to name names here, but certain Democrats who are in charge of the House of Representatives, they speak very slowly because they are very careful to not say the wrong thing at any time. Wait a minute, you're talking about Nancy Pelosi? During an interview. Tammy Baldwin, who I love her civility. I love her optimism. She's a little bit like that, too, where she's very careful with her words. Yeah. All right, let's stick in Washington, D.C. here for a minute about okay. things we love about Washington, D.C. and all of the politicians who are there who are working for the people of Wisconsin and, and for the our nation, nation yeah. and for our democracy. And, and who what aren't else? part of the deep state swamp. I like that Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, representative from Green Bay in, the, in Congress, he's joined the Climate Caucus. He's He sounds like he's interested in working across the, the aisle to work with Democrats and, and doing some good things for our government. Wow, way to tee that up for me. Well, Ooh, I was good. just looking up before we came in here, the Luger Center ratings for how much our leaders in Washington work with lawmakers from the other side of the aisle, from the other political party, and they rank them and they do this. In- it's sort of like when you're when your kid's in kindergarten, they get a report card and it says how well they play with others. It's, that is precisely what it is. Yeah. And it's Richard Luger's Luger Center. He was the conservative Republican from Indiana that got primaried. Yeah, well, he wasn't conservative enough yeah. in, in the and that was before for Trump. Yeah. Uh, not that Trump's conservative, but is that good or bad that he's not conservative? That wasn't necessarily a bad thing that I said. I mean, it depends if you're conservative or not. Yeah. Okay. The latest results on that are from 2018. Okay. 
Mike Gallagher ranked 156 out of 435. That's just the house. Okay, okay. I so, thought he was better than he is. It's fine. He's he's okay. He's pretty good. I mean, 156, you're in almost the best third. That's like getting a C-plus in math. The second best coming in at number 57 is Jim Sensenbrenner, who's about to be replaced, no, no doubt, by Some, Scott Fitzgerald. Somebody much be, more conservative. Yeah, he'll be down in the 300s yeah. with Glenn Grothman and Mark Pocan. Scott doesn't like working with other people. No. Especially even Robin Voss. Oh, I'm being mean to Scott Stop Fitzgerald. It. Sorry. You know, the thing... I, but I was being nice to Robin Voss. Scott Fitzgerald, he does have civility. He I is mean, civil. in person, yeah. when he's on the floor, when he's talking. I mean, he has some searing quotes once in a while. But he's that, not as firebrained as some other Republicans in the legislature. Fitz is a former newspaper man. He, he ran the paper in Juneau there. Must be a must be a genius. Ago. Must be a genius. Thing. Yeah, so he's obviously got a head on his shoulders. Best, not surprisingly, Ron Kine, number 18. Oh, wow. Best 18 out of yeah. 435, best at playing well with others. Yeah. So I love that about Ron Kind. That's the best thing about Ron Kind. He's a kind person. Ron Kind told me once that when the president of the United States comes in for his State of the Union address, one year I saw him staked out and it was George W. Bush coming into the State of the Union and there's Ron Kind. Staked out for hours to get a good seat, right? Kind of like the kids getting autographs at the Brewer game. Yeah. He was on that aisle where they come in and he shook the president's hand and he... Handed him something and the and the president signed it. Mm. So I asked him later, what was that about? He was getting an autograph of the speech for a soldier here in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. And he said he often likes to do that. He sneaks in ahead of time, puts down a piece of paper and writes on there, save for a kind person. Ah. Uh, who do you think's best on the Senate side? Tammy Baldwin or Ron Johnson? I want to say Tammy Baldwin. Ron Johnson ranked 51st. Works better with others. So that's just below <laughs> average. <laughs> and that's the best we can get that's here in Wisconsin. Get, yeah. uh, Tammy Baldwin was 62nd. That actually was better. I'm, sh- I'm sure being yeah. up for re-election had something to do with that. Basically, but. they're both failing. <laughs> If they were being graded on a curve, they would be fair. Who's the A-plus student in the Senate? It's Susan Collins, the Republican from Maine. And at the other end of the spectrum, not to be negative, Bernie Sanders is the worst. At cooperating with others, according to the Luger Center. As far as the Wisconsin congressional delegation goes, it used to be Glenn Grothman was the worst. Uh, Oh, I shouldn't be... Uh, the least best. The least best in the House. <laughs> the least best in the House now is Mark Pocan at 379. He's the least best in the House? Yeah. Well, he sort of jumped on the AOC bandwagon. and He left no labels. Uh, he must be bucking for leadership. Um, but only nice things about Pocan. Yeah. Mark's a great guy. He's super fun to talk to and hang He's out with. Super quotable. Like, yeah. he, like he gives the- he And gives, funny. He gives good speeches. I'm sure we'll see this when Democrats come to town. He'll be one of the guys that opens up for them. And he always gives spectacular speeches, good quotes, you know, a lot better than just about every other politician from Wisconsin when it comes to being quotable and funny and charming and warm. He's a lot of fun to talk to. So is Glenn Grothman. Glenn Grothman at least has the, what's the proper, he's got the stones to come in and Mm -hmm. talk to us on a regular basis. Even though we've, you know, we haven't endorsed him in forever. We all, we criticize him a lot, but he'll still come in and be civil and talk to us. Um, cause he's an, cause that's what he does. He's an engaging personality. Yeah. And Ron Johnson came in. I mean, the Democrats in Madison all come in. I think they feel like they have to. Yeah. 
The Republicans don't feel like they have to, but a lot of them still do, yeah. particularly in our region. So we love them for that, and not just because it's Valentine's Day. Robin Voss, Speaker of the Assembly, I like that he has employed ex-offenders who were released from prison. Yeah, he seems to really care about that issue in particular. And, and you would I wish the Democrats would have worked harder with him to try and find some sort of common ground to reduce sentences and get people from prison back onto their feet, because I think it's something he actually cares about personally. After the Koch brothers decided that was a good thing, lots of Republicans yeah. suddenly said, hey, I, I like this too. But Robin Voss went beyond that to the point of, Hiring, yeah, he was actually people hiring people at his popcorn uh, business and, and giving them loans to pay for rent and stuff like that. Yeah. you know, so yeah, he was going above and beyond. I will say, just uh, I want to st- don't don't veer into negativity. No, no, here, love Phil. for the Koch brothers oh. because of this th- this prison stance, you know, and that yeah. the idea we got to reduce the prison population. There's too many people stuck in prison, yeah. and I will unlove. <laughs> Some liberals who I've heard say, well, the Koch brothers are just interested in getting workers, you know, like, who cares? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, they're interested in it because there's this labor force locked up in jail and wouldn't it be better to be paying them a salary as opposed to Mm -hmm. paying to lock them up? It's a shame. And for whatever reason, after the election in 2016, we kind of stopped talking about prison reform. Well, a bill did pass in D.C., signed by Trump, actually. There was there was a national bill. But the state levels where the real issues are. As for the race for president, it appears to me that the moderates in the Democratic field are starting to take over from the progressives and that a moderate candidate, at least moderate compared to Bernie Sanders, is going to win this thing. Uh, you would hope so, but you have to remember that Trump, he often won primaries by, by getting 25 or 30 percent of the vote. That's true. And the other and the rest of the rest of the field remained fractured and people didn't get out of the race. You have to, you have a feeling that if either Amy or Pete got out of the race right now, that person, the left yeah. o- the leftover, would end up with a consistent forty to fifty percent of the electorate supporting them. I'm feeling love for that scenario. But if one of them doesn't get out, they could split it, and it it, it could end up being a Sanders. It's interesting. That and I would love to draw his hair. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden were down around 7%, which I sort of view that as kind of a wash. You got one more progressive, one more moderate. But then the rest of the vote, it did seem like the moderates were in control, even though they didn't win. There were definitely more <laughs> voters who picked moderates than picked yeah. radical change agents. Anyway, it warmed my heart. It warmed my heart as well. I love the way that Jim Steineke, the majority leader in the assembly, basically the number two guy to Robin Voss, he's a yeah. Republican from... Kalkana, Jim Steineke is uh, basically one of the only Republicans in the state or even practically the nation that when Trump does something outrageous, he will politely say, no, that's not what the president should be doing. Yes. He also is the point person on the Republican side for legislation to help the homeless. We're still trying to get that through the state Senate. And on that note, chocolates and flowers to Lisa Subek of Madison and Jonathan Brustoff of Milwaukee. Those two Democrats are big proponents and attended our symposium on the homeless problem across Wisconsin recently. As much as I said I love some of the entertainment factor of Trump, I love how boring Tony Evers is. Oh, it's so it's so refreshing. I know. I just love the boredom. Yeah. And I love that he embraces boredom and he turns it around and uses his he's weaponized boredom. He's weaponized boredom. I cannot stand the term weaponized. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Pet peeve. I'm getting negative. I'm getting negative. Oh, I can't that word needs to be banished. Just like the causal as. A lot of you, but a lot of us 
has said that about me. We're boring. <laughs> and you know what we said to that? The hell with it. There is nothing boring about protecting the Affordable Care Act and the 2.4 million Wisconsinites who have pre-existing conditions. There is nothing boring. Almost like in the martial arts where you use the power and force of your opponent against them. So like they take a swing I think you're at talking you. about judo where Thank you. Are, are you a martial arts? Don't can't you tell by my amazing physique that I'm totally into martial arts? Uh but, for example, they go to push you, you grab their arm and pull them, and you use their energy against them, Phil. Yeah. That's sort of what our judo-esque governor, who's so boring, Tony Evers, is doing. Is he's, he's embraced his boredom, and with Trump as the outlandish president, it just works great. Yeah, and his, like, his like, popularity is very high. Gosh darn it, I'm a dad. Going to embarrass my kids real quick. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a refreshing uh, change of pace. I will also say, speaking of Tony Evers' love, I love his proficiency and profanity. We had a glimpse of that in our editorial board meeting with him when we after our endorsement of him. Yeah. And he was talking about how you know there's this brain drain in the state of Wisconsin. He's like, and my son moved out to California, and that pissed me off. You know, you could tell it; it actually really did. I really love his good-natured, occasional, folksy swearing. Holy mackerel. If he starts to really mean it, though, I'm not sure that works. Um, But I don't want to get negative here. No, no, no. I love that Tony Evers loves Euchre, the card game. Oh, Euchre is amazing. But at the next editorial board meeting when we have him in, I'm going to bring a deck of cards. We're going to teach him Sheep's Head. Teach me first, guy. I don't know how to play Sheep's Head. (laughs) Sheep's Head is a much better game. And I think... If the State Journal editorial board is going to go on an editorial crusade to change the law and come up with the state's official card game, it shouldn't be Euchre. It should be Sheepset. Should it be Should it be Sheepset? Of course. Don't be so negative. By the way, I haven't played it, but Sheepset, I'm sure, is also a much better and less controversial game than Secret Hitler. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I played quite a bit of Secret Hitler over the weekend. Have you? Yeah. Just because of the news story that no, Steve no, Noss was... I love Secret Hitler. It's a great game. All right. If you haven't heard about this, it was all over uh, the media. Uh, who broke the story? Riley? I think Riley broke the story, yeah, that the legislative pages, Senate pages, during their downtime... Uh, you know, in their downtime, they're often allowed to either do homework or play cards. But now they've taken up the game Secret Hitler. And apparently there's an expansion called Secret Trump, <laughs> which is probably what got Nas all riled up about. That's Steve Nas, Senator Steve Nas, Republican from Town of LaGrange. That's actually by Whitewater. So he objected to this, and the story almost broke our uh, website. Yeah. It, it drew so much traffic. I think anytime you get the word Hitler, Trump, and Steve Nass all in the same sentence. It's going to be great. Yeah. You're going like, to get a lot of traffic. It's gold. We like traffic on our website. It's, it's a gold. great game, Secret Hitler. I mean, it's not about Hitler at all, really. I mean, We haven't editorialized on this. Should the pages be playing it or not, Phil? I, I think it's fine. I mean, I play it, but I guess I don't have morals or, or decency. But Well, you are an editorial cartoonist. The goal is to keep Hitler from taking power. That's the goal oh, of the game. Okay, so it's noble. All right, anything else? Oh, yeah. I love the bipartisan support for nonpartisan redistricting, the oh. Iowa model, and we're getting more and more Republicans on board. It used to be 
lonely Todd Novak, the Republican assemblyman from Dodgeville. He was the only Republican for a long time. Yeah. And in the eyes of many Democrats, he was the worst Republican because <laughs> his seat was so winnable and he kept he kept winning elections. He's co-sponsored it uh, several years ago, the idea that this bill that would end gerrymandering. Yeah. After he did it, Travis Trannell, who's down in southwest Wisconsin, Republican from Cuba City. Good guy, fighting for those farmers. Travis, he's actually on the bill, which is great. And then we had three more lawmakers get on the bill, including Lauren Oldenburg of Viroqua, Jeff Mersaw of Krivitz. Do you know where Krivitz is? I have no idea, Scott. Do you play, uh, play Krivitz? Krivitz? <laughs> try that three times. No, though. I'm not going to try that. Krivitz is up by Marinette, northeastern Wisconsin, above right. the thumb there. I know where that is. And I will say your thumb has nothing on the Michigan thumb. I'm sorry. This Wisconsin <laughs> thumb is like deformed and mangled. And uh, Joel Kitchens of Sturgeon Bay, another guy up there. Uh, we also had Joe Plummer. He's not on the bill. We hope to get him his name on the bill, but he has guaranteed us he will vote for that. Guaranteed. And then, of course, love to all the Democrats, which is almost all of them. I think it actually is all of them. The legislature support the bill AB 303. And let's just hope they still support it if they take majority of this of this assembly in the Senate anytime soon. Exactly. Then we'd really love them. Then yeah. we'd go beyond just like to love. Yeah, love. Can we, to, can we get to the city of Madison anytime soon? Yeah, let's get to Madison. We love Madison. I love everything about Madison. Almost. I do love that Satya Rhodes Conway... You know, it might be a political stunt or gimmick. I do like that she rides the bus to City Hall, at least sometimes. I think it does help her and our cause of faster bus service, which is going to cost some money. Yeah, she puts her money where her mouth is on that one. So kudos to Sachi Rhodes Conway on that. I hope she gets it done. I generally would say, you know, she's doing a good job so far. No no major complaints with with Satya Rhodes Conway. I love that she's not going after the business community. Oh, yeah. She's just been sort of very low-key, managerial, get stuff done, make, the, make sure the garbage gets picked up on time, and, you know, that's it. Well, I wouldn't say that's it. I mean, she's transforming our tra- our transportation system in a big way. I mean, she seems to be making BRT happen. But she's not. She's and not, a lot of people don't like it, And but she's sticking with she's it. She's sticking with it, but she's not sticking the eye. She's she's not sticking it to anybody. You know, yeah. Madison mayors have in the past gotten in trouble for trying to stick it to people they don't Constituents yeah. they don't like, and she's not. She's not doing. She's not playing any of the partisanship games, or you know, trying to go after the center left in Madison, or and or, unlike a lot of the true believing progressives, she doesn't come across to me as I'm smarter than you. I know better than you. Even though she is smarter than most of us, <laughs> even though she is better than us. <laughs> I love the way our city's growing. I love the the community we have and all of the amazing development we have going on and how, how much more urban and dense our, our area is becoming. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, I love sort of new Madison. I like all these young people, even if they're hipsters. I got to give a shout out to Epic. I was, I, was, I was curling last night, actually, and like I was the only guy at the table who had not worked at some point at Epic. And there's all these <laughs> smart guys in their mid, mid-30s, early 30s, who now call Madison home, and some of them, were, yeah. some of them, none of them are from the area, but they all came into work for Epic, and some of them do, and some of them don't. But you know, it's bringing smart people to our community, and we got we got to say thanks to that. I also love how every one of them is going to get a digital subscription to Madison.com by going to Madison.com/slash subscribe now. You can get a digital subscription for just three bucks for the first three months, Phil. 
all the cool hipsters are doing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you know, it's hard to say I care about my community if I, you don't subscribe to the newspaper, even the digital copy of it. Our house band is Tube Tester. To find and follow Center Stage with Milford and Hands, go to go.madison.com slash center stage or look us up on your favorite podcasting app.